Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. Jake Marsing here on a hot Thursday afternoon in the Mile High City. It is time for the Broncos Blitz for October the 27th, 2016. I am Jake Marsing. No Ryan Green today. Ryan out working on some other projects. He will be back with us tomorrow when we break down in full detail what it's going to take for the Denver Broncos to get a victory against the San Diego Chargers this Sunday. But today you're rolling just with me, and I'm certainly happy to be here. Big day out here at Dove Valley as I report to you live from the parking lot. You can hear cars in the background. The big story out here today, no question about it, was C.J. Anderson, the Broncos starting running back, undergoing meniscus surgery as I record this podcast. He is under the knife. He's working uh, he, it was, He's working his way through this injury. It was fascinating this morning to watch how things uh, go. We mentioned it a little bit yesterday, Ryan and I, but today it's become abundantly clear exactly what's going on, or as clear as it, uh, certainly more clear than it was to, uh, yesterday. Anderson has a meniscus injury. It is either partially torn or fully torn. We won't know until either late tonight or tomorrow uh, after surgery when they go in and fix it exactly what the extent of the damage is. And that will decide whether Anderson misses 8 weeks or 12 weeks. Uh, he has the potential for this to be a season-ending injury. But at this point, as I record this podcast, at 4.05 in the afternoon on Thursday, October the 27th, I cannot with any stretch of certainty report that this is a surefire season-ender for Anderson. It is at least, I have been told, an eight-week injury. Mike Kliss of KUSA reported the same. Right now, the Broncos are trying to figure out exactly what the extent is here. This could be... The the, the, the trick is they're going to put him on IR. They're going to make a move. They're going to designate him. Uh, the question is, are they going to designate him for return? Are they not going to designate him for return? Are they going to put him on season-ending IR? And it was fascinating this morning, early this morning, as I got up to go work on uh, the Vic Lombardi show, which you can hear every morning on Altitude AM 950. It was absolutely fascinating to see the dichotomy between sources who were or reporters who were talking to the player, CJ, and people around CJ, and sources and uh, reporters who were talking to their sources with the team. The team and the player were putting out very different messages at the beginning of the day. By about 9.30, those messages had kind of come together a little bit, and we arrived at the point we are now, where we know Anderson has a meniscus injury. He is going to miss significant time. It's just a matter of an eight-week that would probably leave him with an opportunity to return for the postseason or into the postseason, or is this indeed going to be a uh, season-ending injury? We will find out about that tomorrow. And the Broncos really do have a lot of opportunities and a lot of chances to try and improve and figure out exactly what they're going to do at running back in the meantime. Let's go right now. I want to play a little bit of sound from Gary Kubiak's press conference. Things are very fluid right now. Uh, let's go ahead and play some sound from Gary Kubiak's presser about C.J. Anderson's injury and what they knew then and where we go from here. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know there's a lot of reports out there and stuff, but the bottom line, he's having a procedure at 4 o'clock. Okay? I don't know if it's 4 o'clock our time or California time. I'm not positive. 
and so we so that we can further evaluate exactly what's going on and, and uh, go from there. So hopefully tonight, you know, uh, we'll uh, have some idea of what's happening and uh, see where we're at tomorrow when we wake up. So you expect to know by tomorrow exactly where you are? Uh, you know, I, I, I shouldn't say, but it's my understanding we should know something, you know, tonight when they, after they get through, you know, with what's going on. So a lot of people involved, and uh, Greek will be the first one to know Greek and John, and I'll find out at some point after that. Is it fair to say he's going to miss at least a couple of games? Though? Well, he's obviously not going to play this week. We know that. But uh, I think the positive thing is he, he played in the game. He played through it. Uh, there's not, and there's, there's obviously something they need to go repair, so we have to see, you know, to what degree that is. So let's let's find out. So yeah, the Broncos, it's very fluid now. It was fluid this morning. It'll be fluid all the way through the afternoon. Doing the best I can to talk to everybody I know, everybody who, who knows people, get as much information as I can about this. But generally the sense I get is that this is going to be a serious injury. Uh, he did not initially think it was all that serious. That that That's what was fascinating. He didn't know... Certainly didn't know he had a meniscus tear. He played the game. He, he he suffered the injury at the end of the first quarter, and he kept playing. He played the third, uh, second, third, and fourth quarters on a partially or potentially fully torn meniscus, which is absolutely insane for those of you who've ever had that injury. And he played really well, had his best game of the season. Rushed for 84 yards and a touchdown after the meniscus injury. 107 total yards uh, on the night against the Texans on Monday for Anderson. So that's certainly a ton of production, and it's production that the Broncos are going to have to find a way to replace. The guy who's going to be asked to step up into that role is rookie Devontae Booker, a guy that we have talked about on the Broncos Blitz. We talked about him during training camp a ton. He came in with a mentality that he was here to take someone's job, and he just might have the opportunity to take the job for the Denver Broncos going forward if he's able to play well during this either eight or potentially rest of the season kind of stretch. Booker is going to be asked to do a lot of things. He's a talented running back. He's a lot faster than C.J. Anderson is, uh, a lot quicker, swifter, hits the hole harder, drags guys a little bit farther, but he's not. his balance isn't as good as C.J.'s is. I don't think his vision is as good as C.J. is. Those are C.J.'s two great attributes that make him the best running back on this team, bar none. He doesn't, but he does not have the, the, the raw physical athleticism of Devontae Booker. Booker's going to have to put that on display in this game on Sunday and in every game going forward if they're going to have a real legitimate shot at, at competing. Because as we've talked about over and over again, the Broncos have to, have to, have to, have to, have to be able to run the football if they're going to have any success. This offense is so dependent on the running game, I can't stress it enough. In fact, I've decided that when previewing games and picking uh, picking Broncos games, the single most important stat that I'm going to look at is where does their opponent rank in terms of stopping the run. And this weekend, the Broncos are facing a top 10 opponent in terms of stopping the run in the San Diego Chargers. They have to find a way to get the ground game going because it opens up the rest of their offense. It opens up the play action. It opens up the bootlegs. It makes all of that possible. And if they're not able to run for at bare friggin' minimum 85 to 90 yards combined rushing in a game if they're real effective yards on critical downs, if you're able to get to, to 80 or 90, 
that's bare minimum though. You'd like to see it closer to one fifty to one, you know, one fifty plus. Uh, if the Broncos do that, if the Broncos hit one fifty uh, in combined rushing yards, they will win. That that's just the way this offense is set up. But in order to do that, they really have to be able to to come out and establish it. And Devontae Booker is going to be the key to that. Backing him up on Sunday and potentially going forward is a guy who will be a guest on the uh, Get to Know a Bronco edition of the Broncos Blitz. Uh, I believe next week he's scheduled to come on the show, so hopefully we'll be able to get him. He's uh, suddenly become a big man on campus here. That's Capri Bids, the former Colorado State running back. And Capri, I think, is ready for that role. He's a little bit more like CJ in terms of skill set. They're Both Booker and Anderson and, uh, and uh, Capri are all similar running backs. They're all kind of the same in terms of style. There's no real change of pace guy. Booker's probably the fastest, uh, but I couldn't honestly give an assessment of Capri as an NFL back because I just haven't seen enough of him. I know he's a good special teamer, though. He, that's why he made this roster out of training camp was his ability to play special teams. He beat uh, Ronnie Hillman out for a job really based on that. Today, Joe D. Camillus, Broncos special teams coordinator, former interim head coach, by the way, uh, spoke a little bit about Capri and the special teams player that he is for this Broncos team. He's done well. You know, he's done well. He's going to have to increase his role, obviously, on offense. So, you know, we're going to have to watch his air and watch his, you know, watch his conditioning more than anything else. But the good thing about it is he plays. Uh, he's played all the special teams. He's played all the scout team stuff, and now he's got all his his reps this week. So, he's uh, he's definitely in good shape. He's going to be able to handle it, I think. So yeah, the Broncos have every opportunity right now to to still be able to compete, still be able to run the football. They've got two guys that they really believe in and they think they're going to be able to have success with. I do expect them to make a roster move. Uh, Gary Kubiak today kind of snuck in a little bit of a reference to, uh, to, to that and that they were probably going to have to make a move. I think he slipped up a little bit when, when talking about the conversation he had with C.J. Anderson, he essentially said, he, he the quote I think was, you know, he understands what we're going to have to do today. And that meant, in my mind, to my ears, that sounded like he, he slipped up and probably uh, foreshadowed a move that the Broncos are going to make on their roster. And that move, I expect, will be they will put C.J. Anderson on IR, either IR with a designation to return or season-ending IR, they will bump up Juwan Thompson to the practice squad, and they may look for another practice squad running back. Uh, or they may look to bring in another guy for the active roster even, which could put some, some other guys in jeopardy. We will see, though. Uh, that's a move I think they... Uh, that's the move I think that I think they will make. It's not a move that I can report they're making, but it's what I think they will do, is they'll, they'll kind of just promote from within house. Because I think they've got talented running backs. Juwan, for a practice squad back, has a ton of experience for a practice squad back. And he can play some fullback. He can do some different things. I think moving him up to the active roster makes a lot of sense. But it won't be between Capri and Devante the same kind of split in terms of carries that we've seen between uh, Devante and CJ. Devontae Booker really is going to be asked to be the number one back on this team. We will see how that turns out. He has all the potential, all the talent that I think is necessary, but it's going to be really interesting to watch 
Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see also how CJ handles it, quite frankly. Um, CJ felt the pressure kind of all season from having this hotshot rookie backing him up. And now that hotshot rookie is going to be given a chance to replace him for potentially all season, potentially the rest of the year. So watching how CJ handles that in the locker room, kind of figuring out where he's at mentally, that's going to be important because I I think his salary that he signed this offseason makes him a little bit of a target for the Broncos in that if they don't think he's going to be able to get back healthy, if they have concerns, or if Booker comes out and outplays him, that money that he's making, uh, the Broncos would like to have it back. And if they think they have a, a guy in Devontae Booker and C.J. Anderson services are maybe a little bit more expendable, uh, it would not shock me to see them make a move. Now, that's way down the road. That is way down the road, and that's not reporting. That's essentially pure speculation. But the NFL is a uh, is a turnstile business. They pump them in. They pump them out. It is a hard, hard league, and C.J. knows that. He knows that probably better than anybody. He's not supposed to be here. He says it all the time. I'm not supposed to be here, so any opportunity I get in this league is worth it to me. We'll obviously continue to follow the CJ story at 5280sportsnetwork.com. Give me a follow on Twitter at Jake D. Marsing, and we'll update you tomorrow as well on the Broncos Blitz. Ryan will be back, so we'll be able to, to dive in a little bit deeper to exactly what the story is with Anderson's injury post-surgery. Some other injuries uh, on the Broncos injury report today. Let's just uh, run through it real quick. Anderson obviously was DNP. James Ferentz, who was on the non-injury list yesterday, was back at practice. He was full. Brandon Marshall has a hamstring. He remains a DNP, did not participate. Matt Paradis did not participate in practice. He's dealing with a hip. Akib Talib has a lower back injury. He didn't practice. He's dealing with a, a, a the low back, as I said. Sylvester Williams has an ankle injury. He went from DNP to limited today. So the one guy who got his status upgraded was the big defensive lineman, Sly Williams. Andy Janovich has a hand injury. He remains limited. Demarius Thomas with the hip remains limited. Demarcus Ware with a forearm. Obviously, that, that broken injury, uh, that broken forearm, which you can go read about right now in a piece on Demarcus Ware at 5280sportsnetwork.com. He remains limited. Shaq Barrett, Trevor Simeon, Billy Wynn, all full. Uh, the one guy on the injury report that I kept a very close eye on during the media viewing period today was wide receiver Demarius Thomas, partly for selfish fantasy football reasons, and also because yesterday, uh, he did not look good. I, I didn't necessarily talk about it, but he was taking three or four steps before he was able to get out of his breaks. Uh, it wasn't great from him yesterday. He looked like he was hurting pretty bad. He still looked like he was in pain today, but it was markedly improved from where he was yesterday, just in terms of how he was able to cut what his breaks looked like. He just he looked like he was doing significantly better. And he spoke to the media today, uh, which was something he had not done. Uh, well, it's something I don't think he would do if he wasn't going to play. So he did uh, speak to the press today. Let's just hear a little bit from wide receiver Demarius Thomas. You know, to put ourselves in a situation, to a position, you know, to go to the next step. So we need this one. Uh, it's a must win for us, you know, especially after losing the first one. And DT is going to be absolutely critical if the Broncos are able to uh, are going to be able to get this win against the Chargers on Sunday. 
really kind of an interesting game. We'll dive into it more, Ryan and I, tomorrow. But the big theme, I think, for, for both the Broncos and the Chargers has been correcting mistakes. Obviously, the Broncos did not play a good game against the San Diego Chargers. The score is indicative of that. Everything is indicative of that. The stat sheet, the box score, the tape, they did not play their best game. They'll need to be significantly better in a lot of areas if they're going to play, if they're going to be able to win. Uh, one area in particular is the middle of the field, covering tight ends and running backs. We've talked about this over and over. But the Broncos did not do a good job, not just on Antonio Gates, the future Hall of Famer, but also on rookie Hunter Henry. He was my top tight end in this draft class by far. In fact, I viewed him realistically as the only draftable tight end in the whole class. Uh, So it was really kind of surprising to me to hear Wade Phillips today say that that maybe they underestimated him, a, a guy who... Uh, was the best tight end in this class. Let, let's play that sound, and then I'll follow it up real quick. We let him go in man-to-man one time, and then uh, he, uh, uh, you know, he's a good player. Uh, you know, they've had a great tight end, and they still do in Gates, but uh, this guy's a good player. We didn't, I think we didn't realize that he was such a good athlete, but he's a very good athlete. Uh, you know, he had a lot of catches, and so, uh, you know, we cut down the tight ends last week, and we're going to try to do the same thing this week. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating to me that Phillips would say, oh, you know, maybe maybe we underestimated. We, we didn't think he was athletic as he is. Considering the Broncos had a tight end need coming into the draft, and you didn't know how athletic Hunter Henry was? That, that perked my ear up a little bit, only because it tells me that, that either Wade isn't getting the Broncos draft evaluations, or they didn't have a very high grade on Hunter Henry which would surprise me because um, I, I think I, I think the Broncos, I think a guy like Henry would have fit great uh, with the Broncos, but it obviously didn't happen. Uh, the Broncos are going to be better in this game. They're, they're going to be better suited. They're at home. They're with their head coach, which was something different than the last time they played the Chargers. But ultimately, it's going to be a game that comes down to, to matchups and to one guy beating the guy across from him. Uh, Mike McCoy talked about yesterday in his uh, uh, conference call how really this game is going to rely almost entirely on system and scheme. There's a piece on it right now over at 5280sportsnetwork.com, but let's go ahead and hear Mike McCoy talking a little bit about how important it's going to be for the uh, the Chargers just to, just to rely on their scheme because you've played this team so many times before. Not a whole lot that you haven't already shown them. Well, I think, like I said before, I think that the teams, we, you know, we've got we've got our systems, both both teams in all three phases, um, and every every time you play a team, there's going to be a weekly adjustment. So, uh, you know, I think having played as a division opponent, you play them twice a year, it always helps when you've played that team before. So, I think we're both saying the same thing that you know we have a good understanding of each other and got to go out there and play. So yeah, the Broncos have a big challenge in front of them uh, this Sunday. We're going to break it all down. Ryan Green will be back with us tomorrow for the Broncos Blitz. It is very hot out here in the UC Health Training Center parking lot. So I'm going to go ahead and head inside. We'll talk to you tomorrow, though. Ryan will be back. We'll break down this ball game. We'll uh, maybe get some more sound from the locker room, hear from some more guys about CJ's injury. Obviously, we'll update It's a very fluid situation right now. You can hear it probably in the sound of my voice that things are 
all over the place today out here at Dove Valley, but I always have time for all of you, the great listeners of the Broncos Blitz. Go ahead, give us a, a listen on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, the 5280 Sports Network, uh, listen to the J- Snakes Taste Podcast on iTunes, and some pretty cool stuff going to be coming out tomorrow regarding the University of Colorado basketball team and something we've got planned with them. So stay tuned. Give us a follow on Twitter at 5280sportsnet to get that news as soon as it comes out. That's pretty cool stuff that we've got in the works. We are rocking and rolling at 5280SN, but for right now, it's hot, so I'm going to go inside. I'm Jake Marsing. This is the Broncos Blitz on 5280 Sports Network.